I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalong. FM 104. News that has uh, been flowing around the world of tech and futurism and sci-fi and all that kind of stuff. First up, a laptop that has seven, I repeat, seven screens. Which I think is... A good idea. I think it's probably needed at this stage to make things even easier for us. Yeah, I know like a lot of people working from home now have bought second monitors. Or do you ever see those new super wide ones you can get in, you know, those fancy shops? Yeah. For doing your work in. And here, how many do we have? One, two, three, four, five screens in front of us. So, I mean, we laugh at it, but it's like putting that into one laptop system. So, there is a new company uh, called Expanscape, which has created this device called the Aura 7, which is a working title apparently, and it has uh, four 4K displays and three other smaller size dimensions, but you can have a total of seven screens that fold out from the middle part of this. Um, and you'll be able to buy this sooner rather than later. The, the only thing about this is if you have all the seven screens on at the one time, mm. it'll only last an hour. Oh, well, that's kind of not good. Obviously, so you'll have to plug this in constantly if you want to use it for any pr- prolonged period of time. And how much is it? It doesn't give a price because it's only a prototype at the moment, but it, it won't be cheap. Uh, initially, there, it's for use as a, as a remote security system mm. for different places, or you know, if people are moving important people around and need to access security systems and have multiple screens and multiple viewpoints and all that stuff, that's there. But it's still, you know, uh, going to be released as a domestic product as well. It has 64 gigs of RAM, Intel Core i9, all those fancy things, graphics cards, 4K displays, but only lasts. Uh, one hour. Would you buy one? Not me. I wouldn't. No. Uh, that's definitely something that you'd probably buy because it's a gadget. I would definitely be... consider it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, I need my seven monitors, man. I've got you know seven hundred tabs open at any one time on Google. You need access to the programs you're working with. Yes, yeah, so I can be and I could. Who knows? Yeah. No, not for me. I don't think I would be able to part ways with the money that that will cost because I know it would be stupid yeah, money. Yeah. Probably about ten grand for seven green, screened one. Like maybe if it was necessary in your workplace to have seven screens going at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But most jobs, you don't really need that. So I'd probably pass until it got cheaper. Fair enough. But that's on the market. If you uh, feel as if you need seven screens, like if we were to do the show remotely again, like we technically do need at least three screens, four. So we could argue that, oh, we need a seven screen laptop. Sorry about you now. Yeah, that's actually Um, true. So we could do that. But there you go. That's on the way out as well. Now, uh, Facebook, you know, A lot of people hate Facebook and it's definitely the older, it's where your granny goes now, it's the old social media platform, it's not young and cool and there's been, you know, reports out the last number of years saying how much Facebook has destroyed people's lives, it's really bad for 
fake news, for people's trust in science and the media and all those types of things, and it makes people feel and put them in a bad mood, right? For the majority of people, that is true, but it turns out that if you're an older an older adult, Facebook is an actual huge boost to your life. Really? Yeah, this is what I thought as well. I was like, come on. Um, Facebook is the most beneficial and is making an actual positive benefit on people's lives the older they are. So you're looking at 65 plus. Oh, I thought you were going to say 40 plus. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. We're, we're not that bad. No, but it turns out that that age group use technology in a completely different way. One, it helps train them to use technology. Mm. And also, it helps them stay connected. So a lot of those people, when you get to old age, your hip goes, your knee goes, you can't get around and meet your friends. So it turns out that it has a, a significant impact on their mental health by making them feel more connected and actually giving them uh, more kind of positive friendships as opposed to people just screaming at each other online. So it's a very, very good thing for very elderly people who may not be able to get out and meet people as it keeps them connected and keeps them in touch with their friends and family. I wonder though, if they were to compare to those people 60 plus who don't have social media and never did, would they be happier? Because my mom has Facebook. My dad has never had any social media. Yeah. Now, I would say my dad is equally as happy in his life, you know, than yeah, my yeah. mom. So I wouldn't say that he's missing out on anything. Um, you know, if he wants to contact me or anyone else, he usually just texts. He doesn't even do WhatsApp. Mm. So, I mean... It might benefit them in a certain way or maybe a certain type of personality, but I don't know overall if it's better. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it says this study that looked at uh, this group of people said that, you know, the older generation who were on this seemed to have a more positive mental health because of things like it helps uh, combat isolation Mm. and a lack of mobility as well. But as you said, yeah, will that last? Is there other better things? Are, Are the people who aren't on Facebook just as happy? Who knows? Who knows? But and that's some, I suppose positive news about Facebook anyway uh, the world's first flying electric flying race car is electric in development flying race car yeah, there's is... no need to put the race car up in the air <laughs> it's bad enough on the ground I know this is what I thought but here we go an Australian company Aluda Racing has created and has developed the world's first electric racing car ready to go now I would have thought an electric racing car is just a plane it's faster it's more like a what were those uh, Concorde like Concorde flying around. Uh, yeah, but obviously it's slightly smaller and a little bit more nimble, but whatever. They're uh, creating this model called the MK4 and they're going to be racing these planes against each other. These flying racing cars, which are technically planes, but flying racing cars that can go on the ground and also obviously fly in the air. And the first race is going to take place later on this year. It can go from zero to 62 miles an hour miles an hour in 2.3 seconds. But the first races they're going to have, because it's obviously very dangerous, will be unmanned. So there'll be remote-controlled flying race cars flying around a race, an air race track somewhere in Australia by the end of the year. Is that not a recipe for disaster, really? It is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. That's why they're taking the humans out and they just say, listen, they crash, no one's going to die. Yeah, but what if it falls down? Yeah, but there'll be no one underneath, obviously. Be, be mm. Out in the middle of nowhere. Just in case. They're out in the middle of nowhere and, and nothing will happen. So uh, there you go. We have now electric flying race cars. In case you were wondering, uh, now if you have an iPhone 12, the new iPhone 12s have that like ele- like wireless charging magnet. Don't know if you've seen it. No. You, know, you, you, you can pop it on to uh, it's a little charge station. Rather than you plugging it in, the phone attaches to a magnet and it charges the battery that way. Sorry, I have seen that. Yeah. So it turns out though, a cardiologist over in the Henry Ford Heart and Vascular Institute over in the United States in Detroit 
was uh, wondering just how pow powerful that magnet is. And it turns out that the magnet that is in the charger for your Apple 12 or your iPhone uh, 12 can affect your pacemaker if you have one. Oh, God. Yeah, like so, in a bad way? Uh, yeah, in a very bad way. So I didn't realize that uh, pacemakers apparently can be altered and changed by magnets. So rather than having to open it back up, they have magnets that they can change certain things. Oh, my God. So does that mean if you had like a, a magnet thingy mm. and put it near your heart and you had one of them pacemakers? You turn your thing off. Could it? Well, it said uh, it can potentially bring about a lethal condition called ventricular fibrillation. So if, if your pacemaker gets out of sync and uh, you can kind of affect the pacemaker in a way that your heart will beat out of sync, that is the lethal condition. It'll probably lead to a heart attack They oh call it a ventricular fibrillation. But the magnet is strong enough on the iPhone device to be able to do that. that I suppose insane. any magnet that is strong enough would be able to do that. But now they're in the uh, iPhones. That's insane. I didn't realise that. So if there's someone you don't like and you know they have a pacemaker and you have an iPhone 12, just go hold on to that for a sec, will you? Wow. Just oh, that's going to cause all sorts of problems. It's a bit of a weird one, isn't mm. it? Like, why did you have a heart attack? No reason. Dear God. And you have a new iPhone 12, do you? No, no, nothing. Nothing nothing at all. Um, yeah, so that was over in Detroit. The cardiologist, Gurit Singh, who's an MD, uh, looks into the different ways technology and our devices can impact, especially health, heart, health, heart and pacemakers. So be warned, don't hold your magnetic iPhone 12 up to your chest if you have a defibrillator, not a defibrillator, a pacemaker. Uh, final scary story of the evening as well now. Uh, hackers over in Florida have tried to remotely access a water treatment plant and tried to poison an entire town. Oh, that's scary. That's a bit scary, all right, isn't it? Dear God. So it turns out that obviously everything's online these days and this uh, hacker gained access to this uh, Oldsman water treatment plant over in Florida and tried to change the amount of sodium hydroxide that was going into the water. Now, sodium hydroxide is used to treat the acidity levels of water and at very, very low levels is absolutely fine, no real problem, but he tried to, like, change that by a factor of 100. He put, tried to put a ton of sodium hydroxide into the water, which if you drank it, you'd die because mm. it's obviously very acidic and you just, good luck, see you, bye, um, would die. It's a corrosive compound that can cause serious damage in large amounts. So he tried to hack in remotely and change it. Thankfully, nothing was done because they flagged it but it kind of just goes to go that it goes to show that there are a lot of people with different skills out there that might be able to ruin ruin the world on us remotely and how did they know about it? they obviously their security systems flagged that someone was accessing remotely and they're like who's this dude? and it wasn't anyone Imagine working that didn't from home. go unnoticed I know yeah that's a whole Jesus. town the town that he tried to uh, poison there was 15,000 people in the, t in, in the town so a big enough town by Irish standards anyway and um, it was caught in time obviously nothing happened but if it did go through and I'm sure these at these attacks happen constantly that we don't hear about. People trying to break into uh, electrical grids, water treatment plants, uh, gas companies. Because mm. they just cause havoc. Blow the whole place up. My God. Mm, yeah. Well, thankfully no one was hurt. But think of what they're going to be able to do in the next few years or the next 10 years. Yeah. And everyone working from home now. So maybe you yeah. might flag it because you're like, oh, that's probably just Dave signing in remotely. And then you're like, oh, no, that's someone trying to kill everyone. God. Yeah, I know. So very, very, uh, very, very lucky. 15,000 people could have had their water completely contaminated by their corrosive stuff. So um, that happened over in Florida. And we'll just keep our eyes open now for stuff like that happening in the future because it's very, uh, I'm, uh, you know, it's strange that nothing as serious has happened with the ability for people to uh, uh, to hack um, into systems as easily as they mm. can these days. And the final story as well, NASA is looking like it's going back to the moon. Oh, brilliant news. For a bit of crack. Yeah, why not? Um, and they've just 
signed a Texas-based company called Firefly Airspace as a cargo delivery company and they're going to be delivering shipments to the moon in preparation for their new missions to the moon. That's cool. So they're going to be sending up stuff, $93 million, uh, $93 million contract and apparently the goal is to lay the groundwork for future human missions to the moon. So they're planning on going back there and maybe making a moon base in the future but they're setting up and sending up uh, stuff to land on the moon first before any humans go up there so they have a bit more a bit more resources. But it looks like we're going back to the moon. If you could, would you go to the moon? 100%, yeah. Would you? Love to go. Tomorrow, if they yeah. said, come on in. Come on, we'll go to the moon. Yep. And you could definitely die. You wouldn't want to die but you would love to go to the moon. Would you risk it though? I think I would. I think, oh, maybe if I'm 80, if I'm like 85, (laughs) and you've done everything else, you're going to miss out on it, and then you're like, yeah, I'll go to the moon now, yeah, don't worry about it. But hopefully by then, your space travel should be fine. It should be just as safe as taking a flight to Tenerife or whatever. That'd be going on holiday uh, trips to the holidays to the moon. That'd be a bit of crack. The rich kid, you know, there was always one rich kid in your school that always went on these ridiculously fancy holidays when you're back in the day, and you're like, oh my God, blah, blah, blah. That'll be one rich kid now in the next 20 years that'll be going to the moon. On their holiday. On their holidays, yeah. Going to the moon. Do you think? Yeah, 100%. Jesus Christ. In, in our lifetime, travelling to the moon. But there you go, the Armitage programme, going back to the moon with NASA, they've signed up this cargo delivery company to start delivering things to the moon ahead of all the missions that are happening over the next uh, number of years. So that's uh, Control Alt Today. Today's Tech Today. If uh, you see anything that we should give a, a mention to, let us know. 0876797104. Joe Curry on the way. Here's Offenbach and Quarterhead, though. This is Head, Shoulders, Knees and Toes. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. On uh, Room 104. Now, did anyone see the Britney Spears documentary last night? I haven't seen it now, but... Nor have I, but apparently it, it's uh, she has been like a lot of other musicians, absolutely shafted in her career. Yes, apparently she has been. um, I mean, she obviously lost full custody of her kids and then her dad apparently has been managing her money for many years. So she's just totally out of control. It was like over the last year, I think she took a case against him to try and get him off the contracts and off her... Yeah. Full control. And I think she lost that case. She did lose that case. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she did. Now, I don't know what happened in recent years with her finances I thought there was some kind of um, positives that have come out of it but I still think she's given a certain amount every month type thing that she can imagine like you were you were okay I don't know what happened no one does but as a very young child put into this what was it the Mickey Mouse Club thing yeah, Christina yeah, Aguilera, yeah. all of these people. Did she beg her parents t- to go in there I don't know like maybe she did I don't think she did. But anyway, she was put in there and then obviously she was kind of, I guess, groomed into this, you know. Yeah, well, she did, definitely, they've all been there from a really young age. But there's so many stories coming out now of bands and acts that you think were like global mm. megastars that were shafted. Did you see the, uh, did you watch the documentary about the Backstreet Boys? No, I didn't. Day. Oh my God. But the- I did watch the documentary recently about Avicii and my God. Similarly, was he shafted out a lot of money? Like, managed to an inch of his life where he was literally just a robot to that manager of his. Yeah. Like, I mean, at one stage, he's in hospital, very ill, getting his appendix out, 
and they're saying, right, well, you know, you have a show tonight, so... Shut up, really? Yeah, swear to God. And, the, you know, the doctors and nurses in the room saying, you're not well. And, you know, can you give this guy medicine so he can do the shows? Wow. And the poor guy in bed could barely speak. And wow. he ended up, you know, going to the shows. He's in the car, his eyes literally rolling back into his head because he's that... Like, he's just dead to the world. And there's someone sitting beside him saying, can you do a radio interview in an hour? <laughs> and he's keeled over and he's saying, yeah... Like, it was horrific. If you had known what was going on in that guy's life and how much he did not want to gig. Oh, it's really depressing. And he was it? really, really down and very stressed, suffered terrible with anxiety and, and all the rest of it. And being forced into this, everyone around him saying, well, you're going to lose this amount of money. You're going to do yeah. this if you don't. And he was ill. Yeah. So, so ill. Thankfully, I know... It's horrific that he, he his life was lost at such a young age, but he did quit for three years. Like he was yeah. out of the game completely. And to it's, see it's that in the documentary, because yeah. the, doc, the documentary wasn't made, you know, off the back of him passing away. It was made previous ah, okay. to that. So they're following him anyway. Yeah. So he was talking about how he couldn't cope anymore. And he was so glad that he got out of there. Um, now, obviously, the end result wasn't good. But like, there's so many artists and like we do see them as puppets. Do you know what I mean? Performing monkeys in a circus, like perform for us. Yeah, it's weird though because you think they're making bank and you think they're you think they're minted. So you're like, ah, sure, look, they're they're, they're filthy rich. But anyway. in one year, it had Avicii obviously 365 days in a year, and it came up. He has done 270 gigs this year. Wow, like something outrageous, and obviously yeah. that's flying all around the world. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. you know, Jesus, you've you've been you've been to festivals. You know how crazy they are. You know, you've been to smaller festivals like Electric Picnic. Mm. Think of the big ones over in the States and elsewhere. Oh my God, like insane. Yeah, if you're watching last night, you didn't get a chance to see it, but if you did watch it last night, let us know uh, your thoughts on it. A load of people jumped on to Justin Timberlake's mm. Instagram account, giving them dogs abuse. I saw that, because apparently did he kind of come out and say a few things that people didn't like? I don't know. I don't know. It's, just, it's funny because there was Britney now... Kesha was another one that's been in a horrible legal battle for years mm. signed with a seven album deal she's not allowed to make music because she's still contracted for another seven albums for whoever she was with and a yeah. whole lot of issues over there about you know even it got to the point where there was uh, there was abuse the Backstreet Boys documentary is up on YouTube I can't remember the name of it well that's another one where they were all worked for like a year into the ground show after show after show yeah. I know it's like oh, it's not a real job like it's not a real job but they do seem to be working stupid long hours and having to learn and having to learn their dance moves but and having I- to gig and be on the road and it's not obviously a normal life and then they turn around and your man gave them all invited their whole their manager um, after they had gotten like a number one hit and they were like top of the charts and they mm. broke America which is obviously and back in the 90s when you sell records you're making like tens of millions yeah, yeah. all the time and sat them down brought their parents over and had the check on their table like each one had a check on their seat and they're like oh my god and it was like for a year's work it was 10 grand they all got 10 grand and they was all like happy days and they're like uh, they thought it was like their Million that's dollar the thing. Checks. It's like you have it. You have it handy. You are a megastar. You have all this money, all this fame. You know what do you do? Sit sit around making music. Have people write music for you. You know you have to do a few gigs here and there. But like my god, like you have to think about like they're flying here, there, and everywhere. They're on different time zones. Expected to just get off a plane, go straight to a gig in front of thousands of people. Do you know what I mean? Performing mm. is tiring, and you know that from junior stand up. It's tiring when you're on the road all the time and then 
someone on the back of your ear going, if you give up now, if you don't do this gig, you know, are you run down? Well, that's your fault now. Well, it's not Get on that, it. Because I'd say they're like, oh, you're contractually obliged to do this gig. We've agreed and that, to get yeah. to sold as 10,000 people. Yeah, are you willing thing. to pay them all back? Do you want to disappoint all your fans? Yeah. So that's Avicii, Awful. that's Britney, that's Backstreet Boys. The Spice Girls had to fire their management as well because they were getting shafted back in the day. Remember yeah. they were like finding out how much money they're losing. So many stories, mm. so many stories of bands getting absolutely, uh, bands and acts getting absolutely uh, shafted and taken for a ride. And it's weird though that it still kind of happens that you still need the big yeah, labels. Exactly, like this, okay, the Britney thing and the Spice Girls Backstreet Boys, when you think about it, was early 90s, late 90s, sorry, early noughties. Do you know, it was nearly a different time mm. than it is now, but to know that that's still going on with obviously Kesha, with Avicii, like I'm sure many other artists in the last few years. Yeah, again, absolutely shafted mm. at the moment. Um, so if you have seen that Britney one that was on last night, I think it's called, what was it, Framed? What was the name of it? I can't remember the name. Is that on Netflix? I don't know. I don't think it is. Okay. I don't know. I don't know where it is. But if you did see it, let us know what the crack is. Uh, hello to Dan. I love the idea of the seven screens. This is in relation to there's a new laptop coming to the market soon that has seven screens. On your laptop, seven fold-out screens in this one device. It weighs two stone, by the way. Your laptop Jesus. would weigh two stone. <laughs> you wouldn't be moving that around. Oh quickly. no, you wouldn't be bringing that out to the coffee shop, sitting down in the middle of Starbucks and just racking that out on happy days. Uh, I love the idea of seven screens, but it does not make the idea of a laptop quick and smallish and can have to ca- have in the go. Yeah, it's definitely not a small laptop. Unfortunately, I don't know why they just didn't build a computer. Uh, definitely would be great for when you're meant to be working but watching Netflix. Yeah, it will be. Yeah, hundred percent. Will be. You can do that with a second monitor, Dan, though. If you get a second mm-hmm. monitor and plug it in and just pretend as if you're, yep, Working. happy days. Mm-hmm, yep. Uh, and you can do that, so there you go. Um, listen, uh, any thoughts? If you've seen that Britney one, give us a shout, let us know what the crack is. and Because uh, <laughs> she lost her mind for a while and maybe it, it, it shed some light onto why and how it all fell apart for it back in the day. Uh, 087-67-97-104. With music on the way from Ed Sheeran. Next up, Joel Curry, Head and Heart. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. Uh, gent, we have our lovely single lady lined up. If you're a single gent, we've won last place for our uh, Zoom blind date this Friday. It's happening on the show. It's a bit of crack if you're sick and tired of the dating apps and the dating websites and all that stuff and would like to do something a little different for lockdown. Get in touch. Yeah, do get in touch because um, you've nothing else to do if you're single on Friday. It is Valentine's weekend. So why not go old school? We have a girl. She's stunningly beautiful. We've told you that. We've seen her. So um, if you want to maybe have a bit of fun, get to know her. And let's be honest, we're going to be there. It's Friday night. It's a bit of fun, as I said. Get in touch with us. 0876797104. And not just that. We do have a bottle of Prosecco for the girl. And we've got a crate of beers for the guys as well. Yeah. So you're you're kind of winning. You're winning on all bases. Mm. So it's uh, Malloy's Liquor Store are hooking us up with some beers. So if you want to get involved, blind date and your name and details. 0876797104. A few people have asked age. I'm going to say like 20s. To early 30s That's yeah. the age range We're looking here So 20 Mid 20s To mid 30s Yeah if you're it. in and around that That's that's what we're looking for Here this evening now So if that's you If you're a single lad And you know what You just want to try Something different As opposed to sitting in And crying yourself to sleep Watching the Late Late Show If you're up for a laugh Up for a bit of crack And want to join us On the show this Friday For a Zoom blind date 0876797104 Blind date and your name uh, And you might be taking That final spot So get in touch Drop us a message It's this Friday And it'll only be about I uh, will say 
20 minutes Half an hour max Ah uh, yeah We're not taking up Your whole night now Yeah and you know what If you get booted off Sooner rather than later It's fine You can just go have the beers And watch a movie on your own Don't be worrying about it yeah. So listen Drop us a message If you uh, want to get involved You want to get that Crate of free beer And come on For the crack 087-6797-104 It is our Zoom blind date That's taking place This You're listening To the Room 104 podcast With Cormac Moore And Sir Shalong FM 104 Oh Cory Head and heart It's Cormac and Saoirse Here on Room 104 I keep I keep accidentally Watching all those Place in the Sun shows I know I love them we can keep looking though because we're going to be there soon. I know, yeah, twenty thirty two. It's going to be our year. Woo. It's going to be uh, briefly chalk- chalking, briefly talking about that. Uh, Britney Spears framing documentary that went out last night. Little Mix quits Psycho, Simon Cowell's agency, uh, but I don't really know why. I wonder if that was the same thing. And um, basically, Britney getting shafted for her entire career and having no control over her money. How annoying! Mm. Anyway, uh, that sounds exactly the way Elvis was treated by his manager, gigging to the brink of his life just to make money for him. Yep. Because they just treat you like a product. They do, yeah. Making money. It is, it's awful. We have to keep working you. We have to keep working you and squeezing every cent out of you until you literally cannot stand. Now, you might have seen uh, this news story. A Canberra student, an Australian 23-year-old, decided to... Well, she was always getting confused with her left and her right. Now, I don't know if, if you're if you're listening and you still aren't 100% sure over left versus right and you get confused. I'm surprised. I know so many people who don't know... Their left and their right. Anyone in particular? <laughs> no, I'm just saying someone who I happen to be in a car with a lot that I give directions to, or she, and, or she's giving directions to me. She can't. She goes take a left and take the left, and she went no, no, I meant yeah left, as in right. And she will say this way and that way, this way being left and that way being right. And I meant to know that. Go this way, and you're like what way is that? Yeah, this way. I'm like, is that left or right? This way, and I'm like, then she go right. And she goes no, I meant left. So that leads to endless. Um, amounts of fun shall we say mm. but I just want to know are you listening and do you still struggle with your lefts and your rights and would you go to this extreme because this 23 year old student decided to tattoo left and right on her left hand and on her right hand just to be just to solve that problem I suppose bit extreme that's a bit extreme now I will tell you the first time I ever did my driving test mm-hmm. he asked me to turn right a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot may be your new best friend but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. On the turn left. Oh, how'd that go? 
Was that a straight up fail? I didn't cop on till the oh. very end when he said, <laughs> you know, they don't just stop you in the middle of the road. Yeah. Go, yeah, you failed. Got back to the thing and he, you know. Oh, you completed so completed you, the whole thing. Yeah, did my oh, reverse around the corner, the whole shebang. Well, and you, you must have completely taken him off track. He must have been like, I don't know what to do now. I don't know this route. You know, when he's like, just go left here and you're like, ah, right. Didn't even Hilarious. think. Like, I was so nervous that I ended up turning left. Uh, so when we got back, he said, you know, I told you to go right and you turned left. Oh, wow. I couldn't believe it. But like, <laughs> I guess, like, I wouldn't really get confused all that often. But I kind of do understand if you're in a car, especially as a passenger. And I'm thinking, OK, I'm looking at the, the maps and I think it's saying to go right, but it's actually not. But how is that confused? That's the exact opposite. I know. I don't know why. It does get confusing. No, it doesn't. It does get confusing. Or it just comes out in your head. And like I can uh, relate to the person you're talking about, Mm -hmm. that when you know you're turning right, you're like, yeah, yeah, like just go up there, turn left. But you meant right. You were thinking right in your head, but it just came out wrong. Oh, the source of endless arguments driving. I said go left. You yeah, but you said go... I don't know what it is, though. It's funny, because this way, that way, you don't feel the pressure. I'll much. go this way, go that way. Yeah. I can't stand it because sometimes it flips then. But you point this way. But like if you're driving and looking ahead or you have to look to the right to make sure you're not going to die as you pull out onto the road and mm. you need to know we're going left or right. And they're like, oh, this way. And you're like, oh, yeah, is that right or left? And they're like, right. And then you go right. And they're like, oh, sorry, you mean left. Um, anyway, this woman went to the to the extreme level of actually getting these tattooed left and right and their left hands. There's an easier way of doing that. Like if you hold your hands out in front of you mm. and then your left hand makes an L with your thumb and forefinger. That's your right hand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, I did it wrong already. <laughs> See, she saw the right hand. Oh, yeah, it does. So there you go, you got an L. See, yeah, but, right? oh, that's uh, left. But then if I hold up my right hand to you, there's an L. No, you know, okay. <laughs> Overcomplicating it, Sergio. <laughs> just from your perspective, you just need to look and it'll be all fine. So listen, is there anyone listening right now who does not know or still struggles, whether it's driving or just in general, with your left from your right do you struggle deciphering lefts and rights and does that maybe lead to vicious arguments and would you go to the length of actually uh, tattooing left and right on your hand so she's got it just underneath her thumb so it's not like on her palm but it's underneath underneath her thumb where her wrist is where her thumb joins her wrist she got L and R tattooed what I will say though oh dear it's probably more productive than people that get their partner's name tattooed on them or their own name fair enough you know what I mean like you're not going to forget that too easily so at least this is practical fair enough yeah there's some practical use to this that in years time you won't be like oh we're not going out anymore so this is disastrous yeah and not a bad one yeah let us know 0876797104 oh Fiona has messaged in saying I mean I know it it just takes me a few hand gestures and several attempts to nail it (laughs) it's true though lads I think it's worse for women. I don't know why. We just don't work like that. We work with that way. That way. I'm getting a, a couple of messages in here now. Another one. Me, I need people to point while I figure it out. Lads, how do we not know? Yeah, like, you know, this is really funny. It always happens to me and my sister when we can't find the way we're meant yeah. to go. So we stop and ask someone and they say, yeah, if you just go straight up there, take the first right, then take the second left. Yeah. Keep going straight and then it will be on your right hand side. All them left and right turns. Now, if they had said, just go up that road, you see that tree up there? Yeah, turn there and then you'll see the church and it's just by the church. That I would remember. The going right, the going left thing. 
the just, actual directions you're like no I'm not having any of it just goes over your head and you just have to agree and say yeah 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 perfect thanks for that <laughs> and then you just say oh no we, we end up going else. the other way around <laughs> passing them by waving and they're like that way the worst like the worst driving around we ever had was when we rented a car in a foreign country never do it oh my god the most stressful I've ever been in my entire life were you driving yeah I'd never driven before in a, in a foreign country and it was like learning how to drive all over again oh yeah so nervous because we was going to a big massive motorway oh, in God. a different country with a big massive roundabout with like several exits off it and we made whatever error it was we were driving somewhere in, in where were we driving in Italy somewhere driving and had to go to Bologna and there was two signs off this massive roundabout for Bologna yeah so I just took the first one because I panicked and then we drove in by like loads of uh, a back road right beside the motorway for about two hours. We were right beside the motorway, could yeah. see the motorway and we're on this tiny little dirt track beside it for like two hours. And that was like the rage. And then what was the other one? Oh yeah, when we pulled off into this tiny little town, we were in a little Fiat 500, so I was driving. Big, oh yeah, big, you're too big to yeah, be Yeah, tiny little Fiat 500 driving around and for some reason drove into this town and got lost and drove up the equ- equivalent of Grafton Street in this f- f- a pedestrianised shopping street. Oh, you did not. Everyone's staring at us and me there. And we got stopped <laughs> by the police. Me there in a big, a tiny little Fiat 500 driving up Grafton Street out of nowhere and the road got narrower and narrower and narrower and narrower oh, and we were absolutely God. breaking it and that just... Oh. So you took a wrong right or left turn? Oh yeah, all over the place. And when those directions don't work... See you later, bye. Oh, deep breaths. It takes me a few hand gestures. I also can't read the time on a clock. What? Yeah, I, I feel you. Who's that in from? Sophie. Yeah. Sophie, Sophie, Sophie. I have to agree. I am similar. Why? What's wrong with left? Left is L. That way. It's just, I think, I don't know why it just doesn't sit well with us. You know those certain words that don't resonate with you? <laughs> left and right. I totally agree. We're going to cancel the word left and cancel the word right. Yeah. Like, can we not just think of another name for them? This way and that way? Or there, way. here and there? or or Yeah, here. Like, if I was pointing to the left, here. I want to go here. You want to go to that shop there. You know? Do you not understand that better? No. 100% no. Like, if I was like, go to the shop on the left-hand side. Thank you very much. I know exactly what you mean. so... Clear. That's it's so speci- too clear. specific and clear. It's too specific. Uh, let us know. Listen, if if you know anyone who still struggles with their left from their right, I mean, how do they manage instead? We've had a couple of texts coming in here now, and a few people tweeting into the show saying, "Yeah, hundred percent. They kind of know it, but they need a little bit of they need pointing to reaffirm left and right." Does that mean that we need to go back now to the schools and teach the kids properly their left and their right? You know, when you're standing at the road and your parents say, "Look left and look right." What are you looking up and down? We don't know well, where. That's to fine. Look. No planes over here. And you're hit by a bus. And you're like, "Oh well, that's it." Yeah, probably. Uh, drop us in a WhatsApp if you know of anyone who still struggles with the old left and the right. Maybe it's someone you're intimately related to, and it's the source of most of the rows you have, especially in the car. Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. Ed Sheeran, Khaled on the way next. You're listening to the Room One Hundred Four podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM One Hundred Four. That is really, it's event music, this, isn't it? It's like you're going to a lovely soiree somewhere. You're about to just scream into a pillow, but you're acting as everything is okay. (laughs) Harry, thanks for your message. Just in relation to uh, bands and gigs, sent us in a message about uh, the music industry. We're chatting there about uh, Framing is the name of Britney Spears. Framing Britney Spears was the documentary that was out exploring her life. And it looks like she was shafted out of a lot of her own money and cash and career, as is the way with a lot of hugely successful groups and bands over the years if you haven't also watched the Backstreet Boys one it's up on Netflix for free it's really really good and just goes into how 
how music labels can hashtag not all music labels how they can shaft you yeah completely and you think someone is living the dream and then you're like oh they've they've no money you know you you might wind up making more money than than them just working a normal job on minimum wage it's crazy isn't it although you don't have the fame but your luck anyway um, Harry good evening he has said I've worked as a crew with bands on European tours and you live and sleep on a bus where you're lucky to get five hours sleep a night yeah you never think of that is it because you know the way like obviously they have to unload right after a gig in the three arena because someone's straight in you, you never think of the, the, the... But I couldn't sleep on a bus. Like, I'm not someone that could just sleep anywhere. I need to be in a bed. Like, I couldn't sleep on a plane. Oh, I, can, yeah, I can sleep a little bit on a plane. I could probably sleep on a bus. Could you? No way. Harry, I'm wondering, did you have those tour buses where you actually had a bed or were you just sleeping on a seat as opposed to lying down? Yeah, if it was one of those, you know, the real narrow little kind of mm. bunk beddy things on a bus, that would be fine. But sitting upright, I couldn't. Yeah. Oh, I'd be knackered as well. Could you imagine how tired you'd be? You'd just be wiped out. Um, Yeah. So Harry goes on. He said, um, we were lucky to get five hours sleep a night. And when we would go to sleep and then, oh yeah, when we would get some sleep and then the next thing you would get called uh, with someone shouting, okay, let's let's go. Um, But I also worked with a famous Irish dance show. Ooh, is that my dance show that I absolutely <laughs> love and get obsessed with? Is there any other famous Irish dance show? Who knows? Uh, and you would be in a venue for three weeks. So it was crew. It was great because we had a hotel. Oh, and nice. And not sleep on a bus. Oh, that was great, actually. Yeah. yeah. It's not all rock and roll. And it's the same for every artist that comes in from Harry. And he says, I'd love to do a gig for nothing. God, I miss it. Yeah, Harry. Yeah. I know. Do you know what? I would sleep on a bus if it meant seeing people and going to gigs. Yeah, I would, or not sleep on a bus even. Yeah, I just um, keep, keep staying awake. Speaking of, you know, when they're going to come back, which is so frustrating and annoying. Who uh, has sent that in? That message, Cormac. One? Leo said today there'll be no going on holidays till next year. No, he did say Keith. Yeah, he did say that. Did he? He also said. What, what do you mean? He, he, I didn't hear this. I did not. Well, okay. foreign holidays, I presume he's talking about because he's booked himself. Tonishta Leo has <laughs> booked himself a holiday to Sligo. Wow. Imagine looking forward to going to Sligo. <laughs> hey, listen, Sligo's lovely. Sligo's very I've nice. I've never been. I've I, have an, I have an uncle from Sligo, though. Sligo's class. No, Sligo's really, really nice. And they have a nice surfing town up there. What's the one? Uh, what's the name of the place? Oh, British Bay. No. Oh, no, that's not. That's what's Claire, the name of the famous Sligo town, lads? Do we know if you know? Let me know what it is. Really, really Schlegacht. nice. Really nice bars and stuff there as well. Really? Uh, yeah. Very, very cool place. Uh, but yeah, you might have seen the news today. Nothing seems to be opening up anytime soon. But they're going to have to sort it out. Apparently, the government will have a new revised living with COVID-19 plan. They might as well just say living inside with COVID-19 plan. That seems to be their only plan. We never lived with COVID, let's be honest. Yeah, like COVID just shafted us all. And then yeah. the government like, well, you know. Anyway, new plan in a week or two. February 22nd, they're going to have a revised plan, which will hopefully at least give us some clarity on when you can get your hair cut when you can go for a pint well we know that June the 1st Keith Barry told us here on the shows when the pubs will be open again so you can get yeah. a pint then so we know about that but things like retail shops and uh, different parts of the uh, economy will be opened apparently slowly across April May and June I now, really miss pennies I'm not going to lie like that day after the show that I could open. go no it's why been is, closed for so long why is Dunn's open? because you can get food in Dunn's but I bought myself Pajamas, slippers, and a dressing gown over the weekend. I think they're only um, have, doing, sorry, um, essential 
is it their pajamas essentially? Apparently they are, yeah. But they, they you can't just go in and buy a dress. We can go in and you can buy candles, you can buy curtains, you can buy bedclothes. All there in Blanche, all their upstairs is open. Really? Yeah, all their food is open. Obviously, you need food. Yeah, but all their clothes is open. I the one thing you can't that. buy, you can't buy kids' clothes, but I could buy a dressing gown. Well, I know you can buy kids' pajamas. They had the kids' clothes section cordoned off, and everywhere else was open. That's weird. Yeah. I felt I felt really bold. I felt like I was trying to you buy, be buy booze yeah. underage. You know what I mean? Going up to the till with a dressing gown, going, "Oh my god, that's the rock and roll lifestyle I'm living right now." But you not think that? Fine, they have to close everything, but it's going to be carnage when they reopen. I don't even know what's going on. It's going to so. be queues out the door for weeks because we can't go away. So people will go. Well, at least we can buy clothes. Uh, something to do go mm. to the pub uh, so uh, no exact date on when the pubs and stuff like that and hairdressers are going to be open the pubs they, I think they like and enjoy shafting the pubs so they will keep them closed as long as possible unfortunately enough they might do outdoor seating sooner rather than later but uh, some opening apparently April, May and June how depressing is that? April April May and June why are we now? February well, look we're in February it's not too far it's miserable it's absolutely miserable everyone is just getting so annoyed now aren't they everyone's just fed up like it was it was one thing last year and it was all like six months into it nine months into it and then yeah. Christmas was like woo now everyone's just like I'm I'm done I'm yeah, done I know, I know. Um, so he Mr. Veronica said he was quietly confident that we will have a, nor- a relatively normal summer so it looks like there might be opening up hotels and stuff like that for the summer well, so you'll have domestic holidays yeah. yeah so you might be able to get down to your Sligos or your Mayos or your Galways or your Kerrys and do something mm. something fingers crossed fingers crossed yeah we all have to behave from now mm. until then do we do we yes do we, we do, do. We? yes we do oh and they're also apparently introducing legislation for, for mandatory quarantines in hotel only a year late only a year late oh. to quarantine in your hotel so well done everyone dear god and uh, quick story before we wrap up here this evening as well. Some people have too much money. Uh, a steak sandwich wrapped in 24 carat edible gold is on sale in a restaurant over in the UK for £50. With the side of caviar, of course. That That's an extra £50. Oh, that's an extra £50? Sorry, 50? that's an extra £50. Oh, wow. So that's £100 for your 24 carat edible gold sandwich, steak sandwich. Why do you want to eat gold? I think... If you're a bit of a bellend who just likes like, that stuff. Literally, why? Keep the gold. But you know the way they used to have these, um, I'm not going to name the brand, face creams that you could buy, like certain very, very high-end ones. Yeah. Where they'd say, like, you know, had gold in inside right, the cream. Yeah. It was meant to be better for your skin like and all this stuff. Like, how is gold going to improve your skin? It's not. No, it's not. But you'd, you'd look at it and go, oh, it's got gold in it. Well, well like, what's the most expensive restaurant in Dublin? God, I have no idea. Isn't it? I think there's one or two places on Stephen's Green. Yeah, I think Stephen's Green. That there's just... I don't want to name them in case, but there are pricey ones around there. Like yeah. stupid pricey ones where it'll probably be a minimum of 300 quid for two. Yeah. Probably 400 quid for two. I've never been. There's a few steak places around Dublin as well that are pricey enough. Yeah, but I'm trying to think what would be the most expensive restaurant in Dublin. Anyone know? Ever, ever, anyone been a, brought on a date there? No? I don't like fancy fancy though. I'm really like... Not that type of person. Well, good news for you then, because apparently McDonald's is reopening their Woo! walk-in takeaway service. They? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, the drive-throughs yes. are still open, but they'll be opening their restaurants. Uh, so can you sit in, or no, oh no, you. you're just walking in to take it away. Walk-in, okay. their walk-in takeaways will be opened. Well, um, I don't know why that's a benefit to anyone. Well, it means if you if you're in just town, let's car. say if you're in town and you haven't got a drive-through, they'll be open, so you can go into Grafton Street or wherever. If you're up in Blanche and you don't want to go to the drive-through or Soares or whatever, you pop in. You yeah, want well, it's peeing rain though. 
<laughs> and you don't want to eat the bloody thing outside. Yeah. Like, that's what I find the most stressful on the weekends now when I get a hot chocolate. By the way, it's Hot Chocolate Wednesday tomorrow. Oh, sorry, it is. But when I do get my hot chocolate at the weekend, like, it's bloody Baltic. All you want to do is just stand in the yeah. place. You, stand. I don't even want to sit. Just mm. let me stand and drink it. Yeah. I'm not allowed. Not allowed, no. Uh, listen, some good news. So from the 22nd, Monday the 22nd of February, it's looking like that's when McDonald's is planning on reopening its walk-in takeaways, walk-in takeaway services across its... Uh, it's restaurants. Look, more- at least we're seeing some signs of positivity oh, here. Oh, God. Do you know? Are you able to put on rain on me before you wrap up the show? No. no. I'll be honest with you. Sorry about that now, Leila. But if you keep listening to FM 104, you will hear it. Call in to... You might be able to play it tomorrow. Yeah. Or call in to Jim Jim and Abby in the morning and annoy them. Uh, yeah, final one. Sorry, final, final, final one mentioned. It, yeah, Hot Chocolate Wednesday. How did I forget about that? Yeah, how? So, speaking of the monotony and the hell that is lockdown at the moment. Sorry, sorry for moaning about it here now this evening. We're done. We're trying to break up the week and have something to look forward to. So, we started this last week. Hot Chocolate Wednesdays. So, rather than go down and just get your usual coffee order, be a little bit adventurous. Yeah. Branch out. Be a little bit exotic. And treat yourself to a hot chocolate tomorrow and post it up online and will you tag the show tag Room 104 tag myself and Sergio and use the hashtag Hot Chocolate Wednesdays for, and for no other reason other than to have something to look forward to during COVID yeah that's, a, that's exactly what it is a little thing to break up the week because all we look forward to during the week is a coffee walks 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 so now instead of getting your regular coffee every day you're getting hot chocolate surprise yourself treat yourself tomorrow pretend that this is life changing (laughs) yes so listen uh, have an old hot chocolate Wednesday tomorrow I'll be going down getting mine and then uh, you can send a picture in on the show tomorrow if you want and join in but just use the hashtag hot chocolate Wednesdays to hopefully add a little bit of something Mm. niceness and who who doesn't love hot chocolate whipped cream oh my god absolutely love it I want one now yeah so uh, yeah do that and um, we'll do that um, tomorrow evening uh, last one before we go sorry Dua Lipa levitating here you're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104 hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. 
Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.